Good afternoon. You are listening to the Millennial Her Podcast. My name is Michael Bradley with Transparent Credit Repair. You are now tuned in to Millennial Her. You are now tuned in to this is Cheryl. This is Ariel. And you're now tuned in to <laughs> We tried to change it up for y'all Wait. instead of just screaming in this y'all ears. don't like it, y'all. But um, shouts to Drinking <laughs> with Blurs because they, they loved it, but... <laughs> Ari, what's hey, up? TGIT. TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. Thank God it's Thursday. Thank you to all our loyal listeners and new listeners. I heard that there were many. Thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed uh, more than the first half of season two thus far. We only have, shoot, two more two more episodes. Oh my goodness. Wow, before season two ends. Um, we Obviously, you've noticed that we cater to both male and female. Um, we are the blueprint for like-minded bosses on the rise. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. So make sure that you tell your friends to tell a friend to listen to us. And also, we have to shed a light on our Patreon account because a lot of people have been asking us for merch, for coffee, uh, mugs, and all. And we're just trying to meet our 5K goals so you can... Find out all the information on www.patreon.com slash the millennial podcast. And of course, we have to shout out Drinking With Blurds because on Monday we were on their episodes and we bought you part two, which was reverse racism. And it mm-hmm. was just dope. Like we had such really a good time. We had such a good time. Kamani, of course, dropped a lot of gems. <laughs> we were turned. They made a special drink. They made a special drink. And we just had a uh, um, good time. Good a lot time. of things that we don't really talk about on our podcast, we yeah. were able to like really let loose on there. So make sure that you t- uh, follow them at Drinky Whippler. Yeah, and also one another thing, shout out to them because they know how to treat their guests really good. Yeah. So they always show us love. But we are going to get started. All This episode is all things talking about financial literacy, credit repair, everything to help you be um, more financial free, like build generational wealth and be better at, you know, building some building funds, not being broke. And also, um, this is part two of a series that we created. Of course, Adulting Part One, we was joined by Adulting Series yeah. and Key, but now Adulting Part Two. We're joined by none other than Michael. Right. Michael Bradley, who um, runs Transparent Credit Repair. But first, we are going to get into our hot topics. So, in the spirit of all things credit repair, credit um, related and bankruptcy we are talking about a woman from mount pleasant uh, south carolina who was scammed from a, a whole man in another <laughs> country russia actually told her to buy gift cards and withdrew money from her um gift cards credit cards bank statement in a total there was like sixty four thousand dollars stolen you trash 
deposit from Jeez. her and her mom's bank bank account. So let me go into detail for our listeners who aren't familiar with the story, Cheryl's. Essentially, this woman, she got a call from Apple, mind you. <coughs> Apple. Cough, cough. Um, that her account was compromised. And um, apparently the the for those questions of how would she not know it's Apple? Well, essentially, she looked up that the number that was calling her was mm-hmm. like the exact number that was on, I guess, Apple's, the like Apple website. website. Oh, you're, you're familiar with yeah. this? Okay, great. So then, um, yeah, so it was on the Apple website. She was talking to him. Uh, uh, he got remote control. You know how they do with these apps about her um, about her account. And then that's when he told her that it was, in fact, compromised and that he would need for her to go to the store to pay him to, like, repair her account i don't know how that would really work but he because it was very specific cards i don't know how that worked but anyway she bought like nordstrom account car, mm-hmm. uh, gift cards like restaurants and everything. yeah but on and gave him access to her account i mean he did know basic information like her name her like address her address that. different things that i guess you think aren't public which actually if you look yourself up if like you literally Google, type have you your, ever googled your yourself? own name yeah that's what i was gonna say like if you even look that up you they'll, will most they'll likely... tell you your age where you live and every day and it'll tell you mm-hmm. your family member like your closest family yeah member. so that's why her mom you know got you know kind of the the you know the messy end of the stick but essentially all in all she you know he um got the money from the gift card because she got like about five hundred dollars from in gift cards alone and then he took money from her both accounts credit card events and her mom account because she gave information about her mom as well so i mean it's getting kind of tricky what i would what would you say about that See, I mean, it, this is tough because usually um, for me, when you see the scam likely numbers, you just don't answer. But the fact but that they're getting real went, creative, they're getting really, really creative. And the fact the that, same number as Apple. Yeah. That, like the the scammer went out their way to do the extra research and the extra, you know, was knowledge. on the phone with her for hours. Which is crazy. And it's the way that these scammers are coming, because I, I even heard I know like a few weeks ago, my pastor preached about this. Um, that they were like scamming elderly people about life insurance. Or even when you think you're donating to breast cancer, it's just like the fact that these scamming companies are be- are like touching on top like topics that are like to the heart. Like, cause people yeah. know that we, I don't know about you. I don't know about Bensky. I don't know about Naya, but <laughs> I want to, I want to say as us just being good human beings on this God given earth, we have a heart. So when it comes to, Vinsky just rolling his eyes because heels don't shave, but it's whatever. But anyway, I just want to say, um, personally, like <laughs> when it comes to these corporation, when it comes to like um nonprofits, organizations, charity, we just always want to give. Mm-hmm. So the fact that these scammers is like, oh, they're ready to take. They're ready to take. And that's just wow. Like, where's your empathy? Where's your sympathy? Like, so people? I would say, oh, and let, let me finish the story. So the only reason she found out it was even a fraud was because she called back, I guess, to update him on like, oh, I sent you the money. Da, 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 da. And she called. She I, she couldn't call back the number he called her from. Mm-hmm. So she called apple.com again or i guess maybe it was a different extension this one time and she was like oh let me speak to the apple fraud department it was like ma'am there is no apple fraud department and it was downhill from there and the representative basically told her in short that like ma'am you've been scammed 
So, and then it's like low key when you think further ahead, it's like, really? Can I trust you? Was Mm -hmm. I really scammed? Because like now it's like, I don't know who I'm talking to at this point. So I would say that the key to, um, I mean, the moral of this story is just like, like you, you just, but she was extra careful though. So it's just like, she like really her situation tried. was completely different from just a regular person. That's why person. I wanted to find this story because it's like, even as careful as you can be, it's like scammers are still out here, witch hunting. I guess it's like more so do your research about the things that people would know. Like even I've been getting calls from social, the Social Security Administration. Mm-hmm. Your car, your Social Security number has been. Like hacked or or even I'm worse, like, the social like, security um, office is not about to call. My coworker was telling me about like um she does um like she brings her laptop to Geek Squad and it's like oh like your laptop has this this virus and we're calling from Geek Squad. Yeah. Like, they always say you got a virus too. Mm. But I mean, hopefully that woman I don't know her name in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Hopefully you can recover. And I guess the moral of the story is is try to double verify. Like, I guess if the person is, the number looks the same or anything looks the same, try to double. It's like almost anything. Mm -hmm. Try to cross check reference because when and when somebody's saying you need money because i got frauded that way too i got frauded before oh really i never experienced that because yeah they, they know not to try i me. definitely got frauded before i got it out of at least a thousand dollars wow yeah so you know um but even in though- hindsight i would say definitely just cross check look up companies i attack too fast i think that's also something a problem that us millennials have that we see a good deal we like oh this is a good deal let's attack and then next you know in hindsight it was the worst After decision effect, ever the worst but it's not only happening in south carolina Ooh. um it happened in arkansas too who lives in arkansas but anyway <laughs> reporting the hot topic um fort oh, smith we have an audio recording so let us let binsky tell the story you can start it up and then i just want to let you know binsky has a recording of it Okay, so um, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, a family traveled to different gas stations and inserted, inserted their credit card skimmers inside card sl- slots while distracting attendant to what is seemingly to steal numbers and eventually commit fraud. So, so let us hear the audio, Binsky. The man takes a part off the credit card machine, unzips his jacket, and pulls out what police say is a card skimmer. He snaps it on top of the machine. It only takes a few seconds, and when the attendant returns, they have no idea what just happened. It all happened at the Pick and Tote gas station on Highway 71 South and the one on Phoenix Avenue near 66th Street. Police say a store manager noticed the device after customers' credit cards weren't working. If you get a feeling, a bad feeling about a card reader or an ATM, don't use it. Alert the, the people who oversee it. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> have you ever even... Okay, so for our listeners, obviously you can't see it. Um, but look it up, Fort Smith, Arkansas, about a family going to different gas stations with a credit card skimmer. You'll see the actual visual of them doing it. But for this purpose, we had the audio. And essentially, they literally put like this device mm-hmm. over where you put your credit card slot and they leave it. And essentially, the idea is that they can now re- like remotely access. Like so from here on out, people who put in a car, they can get your credit card information. Like all your card numbers, whatever you need to like now essentially steal your identity. The only reason why the gas station was put up on knowledge of this was because people was complaining that their credit cards weren't working. So that's the 
only reason why this got caught. So my question would be like, okay, say if you're a 24 hour, I mean, I understand if you're not a 24 hour gas station, then when everyone goes home, they could like take the um, machine out. But like, if you're a 24 hour, um, if you're a 24 hour gas station, like how do you just go in and just put the machine in and, and literally, um, According to this particular story, they said that one, the family, one of the family members was distracting the attendant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it was like a family affair. So Sheesh. two of them was there at the cash register. The other one was distracting, like basically like, oh, can I see something over here? And this here? is why it's in Arkansas, because this was not happening. East they got North. time, y'all. Like literally. So while she was distracting him, he and it literally took all of 10 seconds it wasn't even a long process so it's like designed to be easy he literally put it on there by the time he got back oh i'm ready to do my transaction x y and z so it didn't take long at all and literally you they could remotely access so i've never seen it i would encourage all of our listeners to look look it literally looks like the same the same like um machine that you use well, when you give the gas attendant your credit card, this is why the one that has the chip now, the yeah. one, the chip, the one that they said was supposed to protect us, like the chip was supposed to be put on your card, so that now it's an extra security on top of the uh, pin number. But now it's like people are getting smart again, mm-hmm. and now they're putting you know, an actual device over. It. And you know what? This makes me realize that what my parents were talking about this whole time, I've been ignoring them. <laughs> Because they're, like, very old-fashioned. They're just like, no, when you get gas, it should be cash. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It should be I'm like, don't nobody got time. It's cheaper, one, but don't nobody got time to go to a bank and, you know, and do all that. Like, if I'm on, if my um, light is on and I'm right there and there's a gas station, I'm going to just go go there. Got you. And that's just it. That's just something within our generation that I don't know about you, but I know a lot of millennials do not carry cash. On them? I don't understand that, but that's a different conversation for a different day. I always carry cash. I always encourage millennials, myself, friends, carry cash. Because if you get stranded in some suburbia you that don't like got no mom. street lights or nothing, you're going to need cash. You don't need a car. Everybody's don't take cars. The hillbillies areas, they take cash. What I'm doing like, in the hillbilly areas. But my mom always told know. me since I was younger that you should always at least have $20. Yeah, 10 to $20 at least. At least a year. But on to other news, something that may touch the hearts of all millennials. Obviously, we all know Forever 21 going bankrupt. Dun, dun, dun. That's not something <laughs> that, I mean, I was hoping for their demise. Because their price has been expensive since what? the dawn of time. All of the signature no. collections that I like, I don't want no leggings and them tight jeans that be wrapping around my waist now. Like, no. I need the signature clothing. I like their new collections. They fall collections. Where their fall be collections the, always been popping. Yes, been popping. I said price-wise. They price always wise, got they $29 always or something like that. I'm looking for the I'm looking You're probably for the going to the Forever shirts. 21 in Shore Hills. Like, where where are you going? <laughs> Forever 21 anyway. always been affordable for um the working class oh, okay. slash the minority I'm let and you everything. Think that. All right. Well, and anyway, they're going out of fall, business. Fall I, season. You know, you got to cop a couple cardigans, you know. You can cop everything because they're going bankrupt. So, and then you're going to have a wholesale Mm -hmm. where everybody could get something. The fat, uh, what is it? Uh, Forever 21 for men, Forever 21 plus size. size. Everybody could get some. But anyway, so they're going bankrupt and people couldn't understand why. 
Um, and what would you say about as far as financial literacy that they may have missed the mark on this? They probably just like their financial, their financial um, team is probably like, probably that was like their last, um, how can I say it? It was their last like um, point. Basically, like they had no other options but to go bankrupt because they probably just ignored a lot <laughs> in the previous year and now it's catching up to them. So they're like, all right, we, we got no choice, so we got to go bankrupt. But what I realized with different um, companies that go bankrupt, they can, just because you file bank, a lot of people don't realize the meaning of bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Just because you file bankruptcy doesn't mean that you're over, you're canceled, it's done. Like, usually companies that go bankruptcy, they come back. Like, um, Toys R Us Toys are reportedly coming back. Charlotte Roos, too, because Charlotte Roos um, filed for bankruptcy, and they were like, oh, we're all closing down. And now I was in Willowbrook the other day, and Charlotte Roos was still open. Tony Braxton's still around. She exactly. filed for bankruptcy a couple times. Like, it, it, it happens to the best of us, you know? Um, So what I would say is, when it comes to financial literacy, though, if you're not a company... And there are, like I said, Tony Braxton, individuals filing bankruptcy. Um, she had a problem with money. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that it's very important that you be um, educated in your finances and know, you know, in your businesses and have a and maybe have a business manager or maybe be uh, advised from someone who is educated in the field. And that is what we will get to later on in our show. But first, Charles. That was Hot Topics. Now let's talk about our Black Business of the Week. Did you support any? Yes. Uh, I actually supported the business that Fancy had talked about when she was our guest. And oh, was, yeah. Did, what, what, what's that business? Because we I don't think we ever we, we never the got, name. got the plug because it's an advertisement on social media, but it's called the Easy Detangular, Detangular Hairbrush. And what it it's really good for 4B, 4C hair. And it and she fancy used it on my hair, so I'm like, oh no, nah, I gotta get this one when I'm doing it. So you can um purchase it at hello at easy detangler brush. Mm. And that's their website dot com. And you can find it. They have it in different colors. It's like the way this brush is designed is like it separates. So Your it, hair. it separate no, the the brush separates. So oh. it's easier to comb out. Oh. And you see like your curls popping and whatnot. So, okay. Well, you know, like I always say, it's a hit and miss for me. I don't know if it's a hit. So, it's probably a miss. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of one. But if you have any black businesses that you would like to share to join in on the conversation, or if you want us to just shed a light on your business on Black Business Friday, because you know every Friday we shout out black business. Yes, and thank you so much for all the black businesses that have reposted us when we shouted them out as well. But can we can we make an extra shout out to Reek Rhythm because we shouted them out on we shouted him out on well, Friday episode one too. Yeah, you know, episode one of two. And we just um, shed a light on him on on last Friday, and he is just an amazing creative. That created our theme song. I mean, a lot of people. You are not tuned in to Millennial Hurt, <laughs> and it, it got the Jersey Club flow. I got Word. a lot of good feedback from that. From that, so if you have a podcast, if you have like a web series, anything that requires a musical element, yeah, just just holla at him. He's super dope. He like. He's really and good affordable. on affordable, affordable, and he's good on communication. Like literally, like when it came to creating our own theme song, like we were a hundred percent involved. And I yeah. can literally tell him because 
Ari always be like, Cheryl, you mad extra. And I'm like, no, I want it to be perfect. That's a perfect. story of her life. It's okay. Like, I want it to be perfect, and this is what I, I feel for it. And I would tell him, like, all right, well, I like this, but I want you to do this and that. And literally in 2.5 seconds, it would be done. And I'm like, houseway. So that's two. That's two black businesses of this week. If you want to join in on the conversation, make sure you hashtag Black Business Fridays or Black Business Challenge. And make sure you tag The Millennial Her Podcast um, on social media. The Millennial Her Podcast is looking for you business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers out there looking to gain exposure and more consumer support for all of the latest projects or merchandise or whatever great things that you have going on. We're looking to promote that throughout our episodes. We have a full season ahead of us, so please email us if you're looking for multiple packages available at The Millennial Her Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. For those who need to turn their hardships into success stories, check out Transparent Credit Repair to get you back on track. It's paired with all three credit barrels and you will receive dispute investigation reports directly from the credit agencies to your residents. Now, isn't that transparent? Unlike other credit repairs, they guarantee honesty and dependability to educate, shape, and enrich all clients on the value of having positive credit. They also build businesses and teach you about financial literacy. Their website is transparentcreditrepair.com. Tell them that the Millennial Her podcast sent you for amazing perks. Today is a very special episode. Mm -hmm. Um, This is part two of our adulting series, and we're joined by Michael Bradley with Transparent Credit Repair. He is an owner, credit specialist, and credit hero. Michael Bradley is a people specialist with years of successful experience in assisting families to reach their goals. He accomplishes this by sharing his own personal trials and error methods. He teaches and provides you with the knowledge and tools for how to keep yourself from needing to be saved in the future, Michael Bradley puts in 150% of his efforts into every client to figure out new and inventive ways to better them. So welcome, Michael. Welcome. Ooh, thank Woo. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being here. I greatly appreciate uh coming down here to the Millennia Her podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, before we get started into the burning questions of the hour, which is definitely all things credit repair, financial literacy, we want to just break the ice and play a little game. Whoa! It's game time! So I wanted to play like a trivia game that's kind of around, you know, financial struggle or, you know... um, just all around financial literacy. Right. So the point of the game is to guess in under 90 seconds. And I have this timer for you. So we're going to restart it. 90 seconds. And you just answer as many questions as you can. Don't try to think too much. That's the point. Because you're a thinking guy. You're a oh, thinking yeah, man. Definitely. So this is the game. is designed <laughs> so you don't have to think. Okay? Go ahead. Okay. Vincy, you got the timer ready? Okay. All right. Let's start. If it's Monday... And you only had $100 left to your name until Friday. How would you best spend it? I would use 30% of the $100, uh, pay down on a couple of bills and a couple of cards, and then uh, wait until I get some more money on Friday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. What percentage are you most likely to tip when at a restaurant? 15% or more. If you have a nice smile and you did customer service 1,000%, uh, we would tip definitely more. 
Okay. You won the lottery. What are you doing with your money? Investment property. There's a property that I want that's in Pennsylvania, and it's a school and definitely investment. Okay. So what is your go-to struggle meal? <laughs> oh, my go-to struggle meal. <laughs> that's funny. Sardines and uh, white rice. Oh, hell no. Oh, is that really good? Oh, it's good when you have the right seasoning on it. Gotcha. <laughs> when out at a restaurant with friends, are you splitting the bill even amongst everyone or are you doing separate checks? I'm paying for it all. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need to go out with you. <laughs> Cheryl's for the last one. The last question oh, is... Oh, well, it's not the last. But continue. Okay. So um, what is your spend to save ratio? Uh, my spend to save ratio spend will be 30%. And then the balance will be saved. Uh, the reason why is this understanding how money works. You want to always have a pot to dig into mm -hmm. when there's when you have a struggle. Okay. So spend about 30%. We're almost done. Oh, my gosh. Go One ahead, last go question. Ahead. You're going to get it in. For a millennial between the ages of 21 and 27, what would be the ideal credit score? If you come to Transparent Credit Repair and within 30 <laughs> days, you will probably have anywhere between 0 to 675 in 30 days. Uh, so I'll say 700. Ooh, Ooh, ding, ding, ding. 700. That was really good. You did really, really good. good. Okay. So that, if you didn't already understand from that game, he is very knowledgeable and calculated when it comes to how he's spending his money. And that just goes to show the that he knows what he's doing and how he can help you listeners out there um, get to his level or get to the level that you want in your own individual lives. So, Cheryl's, let's get started into the reason why he's here today. So, why did you pursue a career in credit resolution? I had a financial struggle. I lost my job, and I was homeless. Uh, mm. So, you know, when you work, you have that consistent weekly income, and you don't have to think, you know what, if I spend all of this money, uh, where I'm going to get the next check from? You mm -hmm. know it's going to come on Friday. So going from uh, you know a certain dollar amount coming in weekly to uh, the state being a, giving you a, a specific allotted amount of money that which is like next to nothing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it teaches you how to manage money. So I want to say thank you to the struggle <laughs> and the Department of Welfare as well because uh, it's a resource. Yeah, but you know you have people that use resources for good or use it for bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I used it for the benefit and was able to. Uh, learn and grow from it as well and definitely when you're like in a struggle it humbles you out a lot mm -hmm. too oh definitely 100%. so what i think before we can even start really into digging into credit resolution let our listeners know what is the definition of credit because i think that's like a big thing that's important um because if you understand the definition it'll help you it would help guide you as you access uh credit or credit cards or mm -hmm. any financial product I would say that the definition of credit is the ability to pay over a period of time, over a period of time mm. which is basically creating a relationship. No one just jumps into it. You have to go through a process before you uh, jump over the broom, so to speak. So there's a process where you jump over the broom with better credit. You might start at a smaller credit ratio. Mm -hmm. And like some people, they request from their bank, could I have a line increase? And so as long as you're able to pay over a period of time, they say, no problem, we'll allot you this dollar amount because you've been paying very good. What would you say is the biggest, one of the big, like the biggest misconceptions involving credit? Uh, uh, credit utilization, uh, the ratio. The ideal is 30%. 
but a lot of clients say, hey, you know what? I want to use two hundred my whole credit card. Let's just say for the, for for example, they have a two hundred dollar credit card. They're like, oh, I'm gonna max it out. The person at the bank told me uh, that's very knowledgeable. <laughs> max the card out and then just pay it off. Um, I would say if you have a credit card to use thirty percent. For example, two hundred dollar credit card. The thirty percent ratio is only sixty bucks. Mm. You would pay your monthly fees on it until it gets back to two hundred, and then use the card again. You don't continue to use the card. Because if it shows to a financial uh, um, corporation that you're using over 30%, it shows that you're irresponsible with money. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that really resonates to them like it, that? Well, it resonates to what the positive way of using it or how clients use it. Okay. Because th- there's a lot of bankers. There's a lot of people that's in the uh, financial world. They would tell people to max the card out. Why would you max it out? It shows less responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, with anything. If you max the car out, you're speeding. You're not supposed to. If you max out a relationship or max out an argument, it it enhances. But it could also take away as well. So understanding how to use the credit. If you went to go purchase a house and mm-hmm. you had a credit card and you only used in 10%, they will respect you more versus the client that's using 100% ratio. Gotcha. Because we can trust you with a $500,000 uh, uh, $500, home because you're using 10%. Okay. So that means you were paid on time versus so- the client who's maxing it out. Why is the idea of having credit or credit score so important for adults? In what areas of life will your credit most likely be accounted for? So it's like a two-part question. It's not just adults. It's the education of uh, credit from uh, the beginning stage. You know, Even when you go back into the, the biblical sense, uh, train up a child in the way they should go and they will never depart. If you teach a kid, hey, you know what? If there's pennies laying around the house, pick it up, put it inside the piggy bank. They're going to have the concept of saving. Message. And so it's more for the children to have the good, better education, but it is for the adults too. Um, it's just like life insurance, right? They say it's better to have it than to yeah. want it when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's better to understand credit because a client would call us, hey, I just want to do a, a consultation because I need to fix my credit because I want to get a house in two months. Right. Okay, no problem. I just want to do a free consultation. Doing a free consultation, you find that it got repo. It's supposed to be there for seven to 10 years. Do we deal with repos? Yes, we do. But it's going to take you time. So it's understanding the duration of time when you need credit as to when it's supposed to uh, be there for you to help you out. Hopefully I answered that question the right way. I mean, something I'm sure the listeners took away from it. I mean, at the end of the day, we are trying to figure out, you said the idea is important for adults. Right. And so we already established why, because you want to get a house, you want to have financial, you know, like you want certain things. We hear our like peers, sometimes they don't understand when it's to be used, when it's not, when it's important, when it's not. Or they say like it's, to be used just for emergencies right. or they don't know. Like you said, the guy who wanted something in a couple of right. months. Couple of months but so. He called me, hey, I need to get a house in two months. How can you help me out? Well, we first have to do a consultation and then, you know. Then you find out right. his whole history right. and, and it's like I, a appeal back. I have this philosophy. Uh, the credit speaks louder than the client. Mm. Um, because we have, we at Transparent Credit Repair, we have a client call and say, hey, you know what? I only have 13 items on my credit report. And I kid you not. They'll have like... No, I've never seen this before. This is like literally last week. I like to talk about current events. And this is the the max that I've ever had. After doing a consultation, it was 366. What? what? Like negative items? Negative items. Oh wow. And so, you know... So what are negative... Yeah, so if on that note, because you talked about, you touched on your philosophy. Right. This question is, 
is there really a such thing as good or bad credit score? Absolutely. Um, it starts at the credit number of 300 mm-hmm. and the maximum is 850. So if you're in a lower ratio, 300, 400, you're at the beginning stage. Mm-hmm. And so that would be considered bad credit. I don't really consider it bad credit. I consider it uh, just at a lower score mm-hmm. because it depends on the data that's on it. So I've had clients that had an 800 credit score, which is considered good, good credit. Good. But when they apply for something, they get, denied. They, they get denied. But why? The only reason that I can tell is by doing a free consultation for a client mm-hmm. and come to find out the client's date of birth was incorrect. It was a zero. So when she's filling out the application, if it's not what the credit report reads, it's considered an inaccuracy. And 79 to 80% of every credit report has some type of inaccuracy. That's why I don't trust those yeah. sites sometimes, right. like Experian like, or, or Mint. Mint. You don't like Mint? I like Mint Do you for know budgeting. What mint is? But yes, like for the, yep. the credit score is never accurate for me. I feel like um, Credit Karma right. is more accurate because like, I'll look at um, both and it'll be like a different score. Do you like so, those? Do you Would you so, vouch for those sites so, or is it something like it's like... It's a good question because... Uh, when a client signs up with me, I use one provider. And the reason why I won't use one provider because it's easy for them to understand. You have a lot of different, uh, you have over thousands of credit monitoring service, so you're never going to have an accurate score. Mm-hmm. All of the scores, they're called educational scores. Mm-hmm. Credit Karma, uh, no, a little different. I could, you can name a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of these companies, they uh, make money off of marketing. That's why it's free. If you read the advertiser disclosure, it would say that we make commission off of XYZ. So that's why they push these cards in front of you. Pre-approval don't mean you were approved. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a, it's like a lead generator. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, apply for this. And then if you do, then they'll get a commission gotcha. off of it. So should we be listening to our bank credit score like so, from our bank apps? I would they say, give you that? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. like for Chase? But they give you one credit bureau. So we use the triple credit bureau, triple credit bureau monitoring service. So that mm-hmm. way you can see all three across the board. So if you went to a mortgage company and said, "Hey, you know what? I want to apply for a house. Here's my credit karma score." They're gonna be like, "Okay, we don't use credit karma." Mm-hmm. So, you know, I might have a client that signs up with me, but they might have four different credit cards. But mm-hmm. each credit card gives them a, a credit monitoring service, and I just kindly say. I understand you have that, but we're going to focus on this Mm -hmm. because Credit Karma might update every seven days. You might use your credit card at a restaurant and it was a $200 credit card and you used 60 bucks. They will automatically alert you, say, oh, you used the 60%. Yeah, I get alerts a lot. lot. And then it tells you your score dropped. Now, if you just use your card- I'll be having a heart attack when I get that. If you just use your card, how can Credit Karma have that information so fast? So they're very intrusive, but according to the law- the credit bureaus update your credit reports every 30 days. Wow. So if you make a dispute, they must respond every 30 days. Mm-hmm. So how do they have this information so, so accurate? So, so it's all a scam? No, I wouldn't <laughs> use that terminology. <laughs> they, they just capitalized on the market. They got a lot of good funders behind them. So they, they, they're they just good. They're yeah. awesome. But you're so. missing one credit bureau, which is Experian. So speaking of capitalizing, um, off it, offline we talked about... Um, how there's racism within the credit scores, and you touched on that a little bit. So can you let our listeners know? Yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of weird that it dropped in my lap, but uh, I look at so many credit reports daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deal with a lot of mortgage brokers or lenders. As you know, uh, lenders of mortgage companies, uh, uh, 
what do you call this? Real, realtors mm-hmm. uh, and car dealerships, they don't get paid unless they close the deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So come up with a little process. Hey, you know what? Send us your clients. We work on their credit report and send them back to you. So that way we have a good cycle. That makes sense, it's though. It's perfect. Because well, I just bought a car right. and that was they ran my credit. 12, I mean, I was good. Yeah. But, you know, other people, right. that that stops them. And like you said, they right. want to make their money. They don't want to spend time talking to you forever unless exactly. they're about to close the deal. And so if the deal don't close, what do you do with that client? You just keep them inside your database and let it yeah. sit there. So it helps companies. So let's just say you go to Lacardi Motors. And, this and man Greenbrook. thinks outside the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. <laughs> if, say if you go to Lacardi Motors in Greenbrook, right? You go there and you make an application and you put it in. They tell you, okay, you're denied because of X, Y, Z. Instead of them just saying, okay, well, we can't help you. You need a co-signer. They say, hey, go to Transparent Credit Repair. Talk to my guy, Mike, and then, you know, come back to us when you're ready. So now I have an affiliation with them. Mm-hmm. So that's just going back a little bit before the racism thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why Credit Karma uh, is free. Because you see that relationship, mm-hmm. they have a relationship with all these different credit card systems. So when you apply for it, they get a commission. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. It's not bad. It's perfect. Um, you go to my website now. Um, and you can read my advertising disclosure too. Um, that's why it goes back to that saying that uh, the average mil- millionaire has seven sources of income. Mm-hmm. Everything that's on, my, on the website, we make revenue off, off of it of as that. well. Mm-hmm. The racism thing. It's something that just dropped in my lap, like literally six months ago. Um, dealing with different clients, different races, bad credit or credit issues is just worldwide. It's not, it's not a, a cultural thing. But there's a lot of racism in uh, the the corporations experience Equifax and TransUnion. Not that I'm gonna stop doing my job because mm-hmm. they have issues, mm-hmm. right? But uh, that uh, uh, African American or a Latino client, they will literally have a repossession on their credit report, as amongst to uh, Anglo-Saxon or a, another culture, mm-hmm. it will read on their credit report unpaid loan or unpaid balance. Wow! And I'm saying to myself, I just finished talking to you. Heard that? The man. Yeah, and he verbalized, I had a repo, but I do not see repo on your credit report. So there's a lot of racism that goes on, you know, worldwide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I lost a job because of it as well, too. But uh, it's still pushing forward to understand how things work and not focusing on the the semantics. But it it goes to show how deep dive into it. It's very deep. deep. It's very deep. Not only that, uh, Bernie Sanders, he actually wants to uh, change the entire system Mm -hmm. with Uh, the three credit... Bureaus because okay. of that as well. He he named it, but I know that there's more why they want to change it. But they just use that so it's you can like get more the, votes towards that. Yeah, of right. course. That change. So circling back, what? Okay, back to credit repair yeah. for a second. Does credit repair companies really help the consumer? Like, not. I'm not talking about transparent credit repair. Okay, because I was about to say yeah, yes, like, we do. No, not tra- <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I've referred clients to you, yes, so you I know that yep. the testimonials are real, so yep. we're dis- you know, excluding your company. Right. But I'm talking about those, because I've it's in the media. I've in researched general, you know, different um, articles where they're saying like, credit repair companies, what to look out for, right. what they say, right. upfront costs, right. all of these things, and that it's, it's a scam, so that's why I'm asking you. So, so, to hear from the horses. Yeah, now. I can I can answer that question now that I've been in in, in that I live by it. Uh, do we help a thousand percent? Do every credit repair company help? I can't answer the question for that. Okay. But I know when I have clients coming from large companies and they're like, "Hey, I've been with this company for ten years, four years, three years, and I still filed bankruptcy and I didn't get any results." But I came across your website, 
So here's the secret sauce behind the formula. Yes. If give you, us that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's a consumer's fault though, because mm-hmm. they don't really a lot of consumers don't they're not educated, so they mm-hmm. don't know about credit. They just see, and this is gonna be new information for you, um, you ladies. When you have a Capital One credit card, you might have that Capital One credit card on all three credit bureaus. I don't think I'm messing with Capital One after. No, I love I got this. I got Wait, weren't they just in that breach? They're, all these companies in the breach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right. let's just say you have that one credit card, but you have three different credit bureaus. Each credit bureau is its own entity. Transparent Credit Repair, we're our own entity. The Millennium Her is its own entity. We're not connected. Okay. So that Capital One credit card, Capital One reports it to all three credit bureaus. Okay. So that one account that's there is actually three separate items because the the companies don't communicate. Communicate. So when we go through the dispute, the dispute process, we actually have to reach out to all three credit bureaus. So so that just a, makes your job harder. No. Nah, there's nothing hard. I mean, because you got to go out your way to reach out to them. But I'll tell you the formula. The reason why other companies are not helping consumers is because they don't want to educate them first and tell them that, hey, even though you have a Capital One credit card, that's actually three items. So let's just say we have a client with that one with that one account. I will let them know, okay, the Capital One was unpaid or it was lost or stolen. So that's three negative items. So now they can add the math in their head. Got you. So if a client has 30 negative items and they go to a credit collection, I mean, a collection uh, credit repair company and say, hey, you know what? I got this item from my credit report. They're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to charge you anywhere between $59 to $99 a month. And that's on a monthly fee to just work with this account. If they don't get it off that account, they have to go again and again and again. Okay. So if you have 30 negative items, over a period of time, you pay thirty, you pay $3,000 plus just to fix your credit because they're only disputing one item a month. Mm. The difference with our company is we have a different formula. Mm-hmm. If a client comes to me with 366 negative items, if a client comes to me with four negative items, we work on the entire oh, credit dang. report. Wow. That's from the name to the old address to the date of birth to uh, you know, uh, late payments mm-hmm. because everyone goes through a situation where they have a late payment. So companies should be there to help us out. Mm-hmm. So... Do other credit repair companies help clients? Yes, they do. But it's over a period of time and it's very exhausting. Gotcha. It should not take three to four years, five, six years to fix the credit. Gotcha. I've had clients and I'm sure I'm gonna. he's going to listen to this podcast. Um, his name is Malik Coleman. Um, hey, Malik. Uh, hey, Malik. He, he's been with me for some time and went through a financial hardship. Mm-hmm. And he's referred so many people to me over the course of the years because he Why had not over, share the wealth? he had eight, over eighty five negative items and we're down to three. Wow! And about eight months. Oh, eight I was about to say, say what's the time span? Right. So, so in eight months. But if you do the math, eighty five times a hundred mm-hmm. was that eight thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But then you would do eighty five divided into uh, twelve months. It's over five years. So, mm-hmm. would you? As a consumer, find out how many items you have on your credit report, do the math for yourself, and see if it's going to cost you this dollar amount over that period of time, and then you make the decision of what company you want to go to. But we do not dispute one item a month. Why would you wait that long to get to your financial goal? 
Okay, so my question is for those listening and seeking advice on how to repair and strengthen their credit, what would you tell them? First, uh, take your situation at face value. Um, if you went through a financial situation, uh, just look at the situation that's at hand. I lost my job. I didn't pay this bill. I have this credit card debt. I have this collection company calling me. Don't keep taking the collection letters and keep pushing them under the table because they're time sensitive. Mm. Um, every collection company, they give you the opportunity to kind of negotiate or to accept the debt or to deny the debt. A lot of clients do not even have to have collections on a credit report, but if they read the document, you know what they say? If you want to hide something from a certain culture, mm-hmm. you just put it inside of a book. Yeah. There's a lot oh of information. God. You're bringing it back. <laughs> but it's, it's facts though, because I've yeah. seen a lot of people on all different races that uh, run through a financial crisis and they had the documents right in front of them. Gotcha. Or the no, document said- It's a terrible thing to waste. Yes, it is. The, uh, if a client had like a $6,000 account and then the company said, hey, you know what? We'll do a negotiation for $1,000. Why wouldn't you take that? Take right. it. Right, yeah. Right. And so what would you say is the best are the best ways to educate ourselves, our listeners, on how to build financial stability? Like, what are the keys to building wealth? Talk to someone who's had it all and lost everything. Mm. <laughs> That's the best way. Because uh, I've gone to thousands of seminars for real estate, for thousands of seminars for wealth development. But it's like everyone used big words. And then at the end of the meeting, they're like, oh, buy my book. Yeah. But... Wait, yeah. you don't have a book yet. You uh, need to write one. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna. That's the next project. Okay. You, you've been dropping <laughs> gems like, since you, you yes, got here. Yeah. You guys should have been here offline. He's been like, <laughs> from our engineer to our social media manager, he's nice. been like just helping out all of our businesses. Yeah, so you got you. There's a lot of people that's out there that sell uh, information, mm-hmm. and they make money off of information. Even uh, even your company named the Millennial, you could just sell merch, and not do anything else. So. Let's just use the terminology like the, snow, the snowball effect, right? Mm-hmm. It's a way of paying down your debt from the highest credit card, so on and so forth. So I was speaking to a customer and she's like, hey, do you do financial, uh, um, uh, do you do financial education Be- or debt consolidation? Because she has a lot of cards and she just want to pay them off. I'm like, okay, she just threw like five different terminologies at me. I'm like, this, we need to first find out how much money you make a month mm-hmm. because you can't go to the snowball effect on any of these things without understanding how your income is. I'm not going to tell you to pay four to $5,000 uh, $4 to $500 on a credit card when you only make $500 a week. Yeah. And let's go back to the terminology. The definition of credit is the ability to, to pay, pay over, over a period time. of time. Mm-hmm. So if you have a specific credit card, you would just pay down on it or you'll put a little bit of money on it or you would add uh, more to your minimum payment. And then once you catch up, then you could add more money to it. But it's looking at the person's income first and then doing an analysis of how much money they can allocate to each financial uh, um, responsibility so that way they can still live life and not worried about eating the struggle food, which is the sardines. (laughs) Or the peanut butter sandwich or or no jelly. Well, Cheryl's, give Mr. Bradley our final question for our interview. I'm so sad to see you go. (laughs) So, you know, um, when it comes to millennials, we like to shop online. We like to put our credit card information online. So how wary should we be when we're entering our um, banking slash credit card info online? Listen, if it's not Amazon and you don't get it within a couple of days, (laughs) don't go for it. Really? Yeah. I mean, 
Cause like I sh- I apps shop on, like Cash App, or, cash app so, or like so um, Cash Venmo. App, Cash App, and all of those companies, they're perfectly fine. Okay, mm-hmm. that's but, I guess that's like. But as far like, as putting your information online, they just just make sure that you verify that it's legitimate business. How do you verify? There, you can actually go to who who is it. Dot com oh. and you could actually type in a website to see if it's verified. Oh. Like let's say for for example, I purchased something online from uh, from an advertisement that just popped up. I never received it. Try to go back to see how I could try to get the invoice. Everything was just fishy about the company. Got you. So that's happened to you in real life. It, it happened okay. just just once, but I'm a I'm an online spender, so I Got definitely you. felt comfortable with doing it. That happened so to me too. Sometimes you you don't know. But Amazon is a, a valid business. They're like verifiable. Like a lot of these apps that has yeah. like the check, the check mark. Because right. I know that's what sometimes they say. If you got the green check mark on the side Cert- now. Certified. All, all little stuff like even with, uh, uh, what's this, the Better Business Bureau? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody so, can and not everybody is better BBB accredited though. But they're not. And that's good. Because if you click on a link, it should go directly to the Better Business Bureau. Some people just get the icon and just drop it on their page. Uh, I made over 70 websites. So I definitely know that you can fake it till you make, make it with it. a website and just mm-hmm. get paid. Dang. Or even like these clothing sites, not Fashion Nova, but like, you know, when yeah, people like are Fashion ordering yeah, so, ordering stuff from China and whatnot. Yeah, that's when it gets tricky uh, now. Like Alibaba, Alibaba, all of those companies, they're, they're really cool. Um, it's just being educated as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And or if you have to reach out to the support team, make sure that you have an email. Make sure that you have a t- telephone number, and even if the telephone number is there, call it before you make the purchase. Um, call the customer service, and they might just have a department for loss, but not for sales. You just say, okay, I just wanted to call to make sure it's a live company, and then move forward. But you have to, you know, vet the company before you actually make a purchase. But if it's not eBay, if it's not Amazon, I don't buy on it. Gotcha. <laughs> I just don't. But at the same time, I do. Uh, business development as well, so I, de- I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs that sell their own merchandise. So the entrepreneurs w- listening, right? We're Holla. we're listening too, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> PayPal is one of the best companies. So if you check out and it goes to a PayPal link, then you shouldn't have a problem because PayPal is more consumer friendly then. than they are for the business owner. Mm. All the yeah, clients- they always looking out for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what you, about you me? Ahead, right. So. <laughs> As a Y'all want to know if the consumer got it. Right. You, what about send me? Send like you five confirmation like, emails. Boom. Done. <laughs> right. So it's understanding how these merchant accounts work or how uh, payment portals work. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, there's no way really to know. You, know. you can sit down with a thousand people at a podcast and they say, oh, you do it this way. But you just have to do your due, your, dili- due uh, diligence. Mm-hmm. It's like buying a house and later on finding out, yeah, doing finding your due out diligence, that it has man. a tax lien on it. You have to do You have to work. know. It's important. Well, thank you so much, Mr. No Michael problem. Bradley you, of Transparent you. Credit Repair. We are so grateful that you joined us this this um on Thursday. This is Thursday, TGIT. Yes, it and is um and and any final words that you would like for us to for listeners to walk away from? If anyone's in need of credit repair assistance, if you're homeless in a shelter, there's definitely ways that we can definitely help you out. Uh, The name of our company is Transparent Credit Repair. Our website is transparentcreditrepair.com. Please read all of the details, follow all of the steps, so that way we are able to see the credit report. We have a philosophy that the credit report speaks louder than a client. Mm. If you want to do a consultation, it's free. We don't charge you to sit on the phone for two and a half hours which is average with wow. a client can we do, can we do it in person 
we try to build the business as Google and Facebook and oh, uh, like online. Yeah. online. Okay. So I have clients in all fifty states. But if there's anybody local that want to sit down, you would do make an appointment. Please stick the appointment. Be there fifteen minutes early. <laughs> gotcha. I'm a stickler for time. And if you need to sit down and do a face-to-face consultation, we do that as well. Okay, Our perfect. office is located at 2060 Springfield Avenue, Vauxhall, New Jersey, 0708. And he's Eight. a black business that y'all yes, need to support. Yes, and he's a black business owner. But um, so can, that's you, key. can you briefly touch on what you told us offline about um, the homeless shelter that you helped out? because that was just an amazing story yeah so uh i speak at different facilities in reference uh, to credit repair or you know just financial rehabilitation i'm also a motivational speaker not by not by trade but i got placed there Mm -hmm. because of my my passion my struggle and my story some people need to hear yeah because a lot of people go through financial struggle they lose a lot and when they say that there's one thing in life that you can't replace. So let's just take the average welfare recipient. One thing that you have is time. Yeah. And so what are you going to do in your spare time? Yeah. Are you going to say to yourself, let me wake up and dress to part to get to the next level because that's the end game? Or I'm just going to bum it out yeah. because I know after six months to a year, I can recertify. Yeah. Is this the position that you want to be in? And so now that... I've been requested to go speak at different facilities. There's a particular facility where I'm no longer invited to go to because the three young women that were touched by my story, they were able to open up their own business. So congratulations, congratulations to you three. Congratulations to you. <laughs> they were able to cancel yeah, their to case. Elevate. They yeah. were able to move forward with life because someone gave them the real. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it. Gave them the real, the tools. Right. And just to make, I underst- to make magic out of... Little little pebbles, little it, stones of it, knowledge. What do you call that? The ripple effect? You, you throw the pebble or inside like the, the domino water? Effect. Or the domino effect. Yeah. So after three months of going through conversation and back and forth, they were able to open up their own business. And a lot of people say, well, I'm on welfare. I don't have any money. You do. And you, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. And money will come in the conversation with me when it comes to per- business development, but it's way after we build the foundation. Yeah. They say it's better to be prepared for an opportunity than to have an opportunity not and be prepared. And not be prepared. Woo! Child! Jim <laughs> dropping! Yes. So I will break down the quote because I see it touch you as well. Yeah. If someone said to you, I have a house that's in Newark, which is a, a, a strong community now of the change that's happening, and they only, it's a, it's a brownstone. And everyone knows brownstones worth $1.5 million. Yeah. And it's only 50 grand, but you have to have a 780 credit score or a 650 credit score. Let's just talk small. So when that opportunity is there, if you didn't prepare for it, then you can't take it. Yeah. You so, probably don't even know what's going on. Right. Nope. To be honest. So, you probably don't even know the price of the brownstone. So like, the, the philosophy is prepare yourself for everything. Just like we're sitting down on chairs. This is considered a what? A cushion, right? Yeah. You go home. You don't say, hey, I'm going home and oh, lay yeah. in the bathroom floor. You're going to go to lay in your bed because it's for comfort. It's a cushion. Movie theater is cushion. In your car, cushion. So that's what credit's there for. It's gotcha. your cushion. But going back to the homeless shelter. Uh, they were successful. Right. So shelters, they're very good, but they get a certain dollar amount per recipient for that allotted time that they're there. So and let's just vouchers. say, yeah. So let's just say 15 grand. 
And some young black man comes in there and have a conversation. It's like, hey, you know what? You could do this. I see greatness within you. You're passionate. What do you want to do when you when when um when you get out of here? Oh, I want to open up a daycare. Oh, I want to open up this. I'll show you how to do it in five minutes. Nobody can show you how to open up a business in five minutes. So I, I sit can. down and I show them. If that client came in in January and they got to their goal by March, the balance of the year, they won't get funded from it because yeah. the case was closed. So I guess I made them lose money. Or did I do what my God-given duty was? What to educate. Was to inform right. and advocate. So. And so how long did it take me? It took me a year. But how am I able to do it so fast for others? Or how am I able to take people that are on, that are homeless, that has a dream and a passion, and do it faster? Is because I already did the legwork. Yeah. That was the preparation. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And so now that I'm able to do it, I just have to be cautious on how I speak because it gets me in trouble, but it's good trouble. I like trouble. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you, um, if you have any credit repair, want to have any uh, concerns, want to build a business, um, entrepreneurs, literally go to transparentrepair.com. Mr. Michael Bradley, thank you again. And we will always be supporters extended family of the yep. Millennium Herb podcast. And, and I think we this will probably be a part one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was we're we, working towards part two. Yeah. We're going to help us yeah, out. Yeah. Because we didn't even as get a podcast to in general. everything. Oh, yeah. So we definitely have to bring Mr. Bradley back. Yeah. So now we have to talk about the upcoming events. Um, of course, we always shout out podcasters in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Meet, it, meet up every last Thursday of the month. Follow podcasters of New Jersey. If you just want to create a podcast or you're just interested, hit up Denise. Denise is so resourceful. She has information for days. Like she teaches me a lot about having a podcast, and I've been on two podcasts so far. Yeah, you popping out here, Cheryl. Word, I'll be trying and whatnot. So make sure you follow Podcasters of New Jersey. And in conclusion, thank you to Mr. Michael Bradley for being a guest on our show. Make sure that you support him. If you have any uh, business needs, go to transparentrepair.com. But for those, our listeners, who um, have something to take away from this episode, make sure that you just save and invest and plan. Millennials, like myself at times, are so last minute when it comes to everything. But when you're building generational wealth and setting yourself up for the old age and retirement, quote unquote, um, having foresight and wisdom is key. So, you know, you may not be able to see what, you know, the value in something right now, but that is what we are supposed to be training our minds to do so that we can see ahead and see the, you know, the fruits of our labor for later. So, you know, make sure that you monitor those accounts. Make sure that you think outside the box like Mr. Bradley has. That's why he has seven streams of income. No word. He's and, popping. I'm and trying then, to be like him when I grow up. Right. And then credit the Millennial Podcast for helping you do it. Boop. I would say for me, I appreciate Michael Bradley for being a guest on our podcast. When me and Ari originally decided to have this episode and she told me about him, I understood that he was really resourceful. But until I met him in person and we had conversations offline, I realized that I still need a lot of help with financial literacy. And he's given me all the gems on just like my credit score on budgeting on just building generational wealth and i feel like as millennials that's important because we all like we like to say tmp likes to cater to both male and females because we're like we we're like-minded bosses on a rise 
And if you want to be a boss, you know, you want to buy a house and you want to drive the luxury cars or whatnot. But you can't do all of that unless you're there when it comes to um, financial literacy. So please make sure you don't let this just go over your head and use this resource because he is dropping gems and he's literally like such a dope person if you meet him like he says he does um consultations in person on phone if you're an online person you can do a video chat with him so just please use this resource and like Cheryl's I know you know this cream stands for cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar bill (laughs) y'all So that has been a great episode to unpack this Thursday. We only got two more episodes left. And I hope you enjoyed this series about adulting because adulting is real. We got bills. We got relationships. We got financial crises. And we just trying to help y'all because y'all don't realize that we, we do these episodes, but we're also benefiting from them too. Exactly. So until next time, we'll talk to you next week. TGIT. Peace. Deuces. Next episode on the Millennial Her Podcast. We're talking all things feminism, black feminism versus white feminism. And of course, my favorite show, My Girlfriend. <laughs> we are also discussing, obviously, the late, great passing of Diane Carroll, hot topics and more. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next episode. You can stream the Millennial Her Podcast on Anchor every Thursday starting 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on anchor.fm backslash the Millennial Her Podcast, including any other streaming site, including Google Podcasts, Apple Music, and Spotify. Also, make sure to follow the Millennial Her Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We definitely love to hear how you have enjoyed our season thus far. Leave comments on our page and be sure to share with your friends. Make sure that you follow me, Ariel Ryan, that's Ariel underscore ryan and my co-host Cheryl's i underscore five u-r-e-l-y-r-e-j-o-i-c-e goodbye see you next time